0: Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach.
1: Welcome to a Tuesday, July 11th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I know what month it is. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. All right, we're going to jump right in with news about Wonder Woman's sequel, apparently. Uh, this is according to Screen Rant, who's normally not a, a source for stuff like this, but they, it has been uh, confirmed with some others, and they had information on the Wonder Woman sequel, when it will take place. And uh, currently, obviously, this is really early stages of development. You know, we know Jeff Johns and Patty Jenkins are working on the story, but so this is very, very well could be subject to change. But right now, it sounds like it's going to be set in the 80s. And the quote from the article, the film will send Diana against the forces of the Soviet Union in the closing days of the Cold War. And they also say that Chris Pine would return. They don't know how or why or how that works, though. But um, what are your initial thoughts on this, Zach?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, if you don't know why Chris Pine isn't coming back, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Anyways, um, it. I mean, it makes total sense from the marketing standpoint and from making money standpoint, because I think just almost without exception everybody really liked gal gadots and chris pine's chemistry on screen thought he did a really good job in the movie so bringing him back for the sequel obviously makes sense and again i will just defer to people who are more creative than me to come up with a way to bring him back that is somewhat plausible and makes sense i don't know maybe his plane blew up and sent him into a time warp and she sucks him out in the 1980s i don't know
1: um now, would you spoilers for the ending of Wonder Woman, obviously, but would you have a preference if it was if it was that exact Steve Trevor? Would you want it to be that exact Steve Trevor, or would you want it to be a nephew or uh, you know a distant relative who just happens to look like
0: him? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I think I'd I'd like to have the same Steve Trevor, but I think it would be an easier story to tell and an easier sell if it was just somebody related to him that looks a lot like him other than, you know, like, obviously, like we said, I mean, he pretty clearly blows up at the end of the movie. And so where has he been? Why isn't he aged? Or maybe he's going to play an old Chris, like an old Steve Trevor. That could work. Maybe he didn't blow up in the plane. He's been in hiding this whole time. Yeah. He Still thinks he World War one is going on. <laughs> that's,
1: a, that's like, I just saw Kong Skull Island and it's set right after the vietnam war and john c riley's character it has was stuck on that island since um world war Two. yeah so they could do something like that with a really long bearded chris pine of course we don't know if when you're dealing with gods and and magic and all sorts of weird stuff we don't know if he's actually going to be if chris pine is actually going to be there in a full role as a steve trevor what if you know it could be flashbacks it could be hallucinations it could be something else too so he's back but he's not actually
0: there yeah that um, is also possible or you know they use magic or the gods of something to just bring him back from the dead somehow
1: yeah but i think it's it's a really interesting choice uh the 80s to be a choice it makes you think of like maybe it's going to be a spy thriller type of film which i think would be pretty fantastic but i think there's a lot of different ways they could do it um really interesting choice if that's what they go with
0: yeah i as much as i i maybe wanted to see some more of the period in between world war one and present day pushing it up to the 80s kind of skips over a lot of that um this is still a pretty interesting choice to me and i obviously i'm still gonna see this movie when it comes out um but i like the idea and you know jenkins talked about how she wanted it to be set in america and the cold war is a, a perfect time to have it set in america and like you said um would lend itself well to a spy film kind of
1: yeah and that's i i understand what you're coming from with wanting it to maybe be earlier than that but other than world war ii when would they do that and world war ii would be kind of a a rehash um so i think that this is this would be very different um you know the cold war is much different from world war one in a lot of ways and especially with the type of story they would tell. So I think they just kind of looked at that 100 year time frame and like, what kind of story do we want to tell? Okay. Well then that, you know, if we want to tell a spy type of movie, well let's set it in the eighties or something like that. So, um, again, a, a, a weird choice, but I, I kind of like it. Yeah.
0: Uh, so Jeff Johns and Jenkins are also reportedly working on the script together. It's still not confirmed that Jenkins is going to be directing, uh, According to the article, she's in negotiations, but we've heard that from a different, a bunch of different other places, too. So, uh, Moving on to Justice League news, Karen Hines was discussing his role of Steppenwolf on the Michael Ball show. Uh, it's just a quick two-minute audio clip if you want to go give a listen, but um, it's kind of interesting. He's explaining what he had to do for the role and explain a little bit about uh, what the character is going to look like, sort of. He he says that it's all motion capture, and they'll just use his facial expressions. He was wearing a helmet, um, and so basic. He said basically they're just creating some sort of I don't remember what he called it a monstrosity or construction or something um, around this motion capture that he did. Yeah,
1: um, we we've known for a while this is going to be motion capture, but I'm I'm hoping we keep a lot of his face, uh, yeah. a lot of his face. May, um I just think. That would be cooler than just a, a pure thing, but I I trust you know the team to make a cool looking villain way more than anything I could come up with, uh, so I'm not really worried about that. But yeah, this kind of a little bit of stuff he said before, but that sounds like a pomp- uh, sounds like Steppenwolf to me. So and it's not it's not uncommon for uh, actors to motion capture. That's got to be really hard to motion capture yeah. by yourself, but um, that happens a lot in
0: film. So it's interesting to hear the story behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he does also mention that he wasn't with the other actors when he was doing this, he was just kind of by himself. And so that is interesting. Um, it it maybe means that they're not going to see what Seppenwolf looks like until they maybe watch the screening of it. Obviously the, the CGI is probably not done for him yet, but, and and this is the same in all CGI, but they're kind of just reacting. Maybe there's some guy in a suit or like a, a tennis ball on their stick or something that they're reacting to. But I always just think that's so that's so fascinating that actors can still give a good performance to like a tennis ball on a stick or something. Yeah, it's nuts how that <laughs> how that works behind the scenes.
1: If you ever see anything like that, and um, it's amazing how how good these films turn out.
0: Like you don't even notice that they're not in the same
1: room or anything like that. It's always impressive. Yeah,
0: uh, and he did have one little uh, quote that I thought was a pretty good description uh, of his character coming up. It says. He's a murderous, avenging Steppenwolf from Planet Apocalypse who's been on hell on Earth. That sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah,
1: it sounds like crusty old Uncle Steppenwolf, as as Darkseid would probably not like to call him. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like him. Uh, on to TV news: Stephen Mel was at the Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in Nashville recently, and he said that Manu Bennett will return to Arrow in season six, obviously known for playing Slade Wilson slash Deathstroke. Uh, Amel said that I can report that Manu Bennett is being back to being part of the show. And I think we will see him multiple times this year, which is awesome. Uh, he, Bennett did return for the finale. His fate was left unknown, but it sounds like we're going to see him a couple times this, this coming season, at least, which is which is pretty cool. He's probably the, probably my favorite villain in, DC TV, uh, so I'm glad to see a little bit more of him.
0: Yeah, and it just kind of continues that theme of bringing back some of the favorite characters from the past from Arrow, which is it's always kind of nice and exciting. Um, obviously, the fans liked him, and so it's good to see him again.
1: Uh, and and Amel also said that someone we have not seen since season one in this show will return at some point this year. Uh, I don't know. Most people who ha- who have not been here since season one uh, at least that we care about, have shown up in some other form or fashion since then. So I'm I'm really curious who this
0: could be. Yeah, it could be a whole lot of people. Uh, and wrapping up, uh, Sterling Gates has announced on Twitter that he is joining the writing staff of The Flash for Season 4. Uh, he has written a lot of DC comics, um, probably most known for Supergirl issues that he's wrote. Um, and he also co-wrote the supergirl tv show the mr and mrs Mixie pitlick episode um so yeah just bringing on another writer on to flash yeah pretty cool uh he's i, I like when they
1: have the comic book writers thrown into the the tv shows but he I've, i haven't read a ton of his stuff but i've read some and i've i've liked everything i've read so far so uh pretty cool edition all right well that is all we have for today thanks for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow